0: Covering the
6: sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: We begin hour number two, Betting Across America, presented by Ben MGM, Dave Ross, alongside Amal Shaw. If you missed the first hour, it was a doozy. Derek Carter, uh, Cardi, on last segment talking Major League Baseball. Uh, right now, Win Twins up five-three on Tampa Bay, and the White Sox all of a sudden in a tussle. With Texas at 5-4, we'll keep you updated on scores and some games coming up later on this afternoon. Uh, we also learned from Derek that he watched Top Gun, the original, in 1986 before going to see Top Gun Maverick last night. I mentioned Brian Ortega in our first hour. does a great job with the odds here uh, for the Oscars. Now, you fell asleep, so I don't know if we can really trust your judgment here, Amal. I thought the movie was good. It's entertaining. You didn't see it? Yeah, a little bit, I'm sure.
6: Listen... So much, so many of these movies get stretched out for no reason. You ever seen Stillwater with Matt Damon? No. It's about like 30 minutes, and I know Ortega can confirm this, that should be cut out of the movie. There's just no use for it. Really? Yeah. I'm like, what are you guys doing?
7: You had, you had to spend the money on the budget? Here's, all, here's my only take, and I'm really trying to start this crusade for Brian when he sets the numbers for the Oscars next year. How is Top Gun Maverick not going to be best picture? There's been zero bad reviews. Apparently Nick behind the glass gave it a bad review. That's the only guy that I know that's seen the movie out of, like, a 1,000 people. Everybody else loves it. You loved it, and you fell asleep. Yeah, I, How I, is it not Best Picture? I don't think Best Picture works that way. I know it doesn't, but it should. Shouldn't yeah, it? Shouldn't yeah, I be agree with you. You know,
6: it's like we're looking for the movie that eight people have seen that's yeah. artsy-fartsy artsy, and nobody the, the, cares the about. The fish and water yeah. thing that
7: won a couple years ago. The, I don't know. just doesn't make any sense to me. What does make sense to me right now is what's going on in the NHL. I jumped in when Tampa Bay was down... 2 to the Blue Shirts. Yeah. Got a plus 220 to win the series. Good bet. Now, it, it was more because I thought, this game's close, the goaltending's even, if Vasilevsky plays a little bit better. You mentioned this, how you liked him last year. Yeah. You said, I'm going to take him and win to Con Smythe, because if they win, it's going to be Andre Vasilevsky. Is this thing over tonight in Tampa Bay? Boy, all of a sudden, money line. You got to lay two to one for Tampa to not close it out. So I like where my where I sit, but I go, that's too big a number when Shesterkin can be just as good as Vasilevsky on a given night.
6: I tend to agree with you, but I feel like this is going to be um, you know, Tampa's game to lose. I think it's going to be really tough for the Rangers here. I, I love the way the Lightning are playing. I-, I think they come through in this one.
7: So do you think this is Uncle Mo has left the garden? It's now down to Tampa. They've won three in a row, down 0-2. I- by the way, if they get this done in by winning the last four, yeah, okay, and go back to the Cup here for a third opportunity against Colorado, who I don't think has played since February, as they lie in wait. I, I don't like. Are we underselling what Tampa Bay is doing here when we talk about sports in totality, right? Yeah. And you go, they're gonna go for a third straight Stanley Cup. I mean, as a kid, you know what I remember—the drive for five, yep, Mike Bossy, and the Islanders, yeah. right? Well, I mean, three ain't too shabby. No, not I'm, at all. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's, I, I just feel like it's almost being undersold what they are on the precipice of potentially doing. Well, I think,
6: you know, you're in a smaller market in Tampa. People don't follow hockey that closely. I think
7: that's probably one of the reasons why you don't hear too much about it. I And also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I've got buddies down there, and they love it in Tampa. Yeah. But I wonder outside of it, is it because it's not an original six? It's not. A hockey city per se. So even though they love it in Tampa, maybe the rest of the North American world doesn't respect it like they would the Blackhawks, even the Red Wings in the day when they were winning cups. Uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't have the it doesn't have the nostalgia, if you will. But now if they if they get to a third opportunity and win the cup for three in a row, don't we have to kind of put that misnomer and, and lay that one to bed for a while? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this would be an
6: incredible accomplishment, but not only that. Uh, I think when you look at this team, their durability and how they've been able to be so resilient is incredibly impressive. The other thing I think, though, that hurts a little bit, two of their biggest stars, mm. right? Um, I think Victor Hedman's Swedish. Vasilevsky's Russian. Kucherov's Russian. Stamkos. Canadian. Um, you don't – okay, take Stammer out of there. But the other guys, you know, Hedman, obviously, he speaks English. But, you know, Vasilevsky uh, – English not being their first language makes it a little bit more challenging, and I think sometimes that may play a factor. I just think in hockey, it's hard. I mean, you look at Connor McDavid, the best player in the world, plays in Edmonton. I mean, it's about as small of a market as you can have. Sure. So it's a challenge to get sometimes a recognition. I think John Cooper, their coach, is amazing. I would argue he's probably the best coach in North American sports right now. Wow.
7: Um, look, I, G- I don't tend to disagree with you. I'm just I saying mean, he's, he, really, when he's, he's unbelievable. Think about
6: it. His disposition, his composure. That's exactly right. I mean, he, he is absolutely unbelievable. But you know, nobody gives him credit because he's not a self promoter.
7: Um, and I wonder if that's also plays into it, which is weird. We should be the, the adulation for what the Lightning, by the way, two to one to win the cup. So is still the big favorite at minus two dollars. But if they were to do it again, they're kind of doing it the right way, right? With with you know stars that aren't about themselves. Yep. All about team concept. That comes from John Cooper, yeah. who never loses his composure. He gets, you know, a bad call go against him. They, they cut to him. He's just, you know, like he, everything, that Tampa team it takes their leadership cues from him, and the results are undeniable.
6: You bring up a great point. So many times you'll see a call go against the team, and sometimes a coach will become apoplectic in terms of their response and reaction. Cooper's just like, all right, no problem. Yep. We're down two out of the Rangers, Let's- no problem. They come out and dominate basically five out of six periods in Tampa. Go up. Don't play their best hockey. Find a way through game five. Now they're back at Amel- uh, Emily tonight. They'll find a way through here, in my opinion. Their price is high,
7: though. $2 is high. Too high. Here, yeah. Here's the thing. Think about what you said. They're down 0-2 to the Blue Shirts. Yeah. They're down 2 nothing in game three. Mm-hmm. So, they, they, I mean, coming back from a two-goal deficit, down two games to none, yeah. and winning that game 3-2, Nail biting fashion, last minute. Yeah. Everything just kickstarted. But any other coach, like, look, I covered the Washington Capitals uh, back before Alex Ovechkin and the boys finally got the monkey off their bat and, and won that cup when Bruce Boudreau was that coach. Now, I love Bruce. I've had beers with Bruce. Great guy. But he would lose his cool like nobody's business. And sometimes the team played that way kind of hair on fire, out of position, give up some odd man rushes. Cooper is just like this, and the team plays like that. No panic ever. I,
6: I think that's one of Coop's great strengths is that ability, not too high, not too low. And, you know, I, I respect coaches like that that have that disposition. I
7: couldn't do it. I, I could was, do it. I, I,
6: I know my personality. Right, you know, right. I, I'm at a 10 or, you know, the other extreme. So and that's why I respect guys like him. And I think it makes a huge impact on the calmness
7: which, which the team approaches it. It is, it's It's. rather fascinating when you watch them play. Because, again, that's the whole reason why I backed them when they were plus yeah. 220 to come back in the series down 0-2. And, again, even when they were down 2 nothing in Game 3, I thought, well, doesn't look good. Yeah. But if there's ever a guy I trust, to your point, it's John Cooper. And, again, because he's not out there giving you the sound bites, he's not challenging a player or a ref or a linesman, he just goes about his business, nobody talks about him. Tampa Bay goes about the business nobody talks about. They do in Tampa. I just hope that they start getting the recognition they should get if they come back from 2-0, 0-2 in game three, and win this thing four straight.
6: Yeah, I I agree with you completely. Look, I still said before this series started in the East and the West, the winner was coming out of the East, whether it was the Rangers or the the Lightning,
7: they were going to win the Stanley Cup. I still stand by that. I don't want to get into the Conn Smythe Trophy guys yet because I know on your A-listers we're going to do that when we come back. But that is interesting to me that you still believe – even though the Avs now are lying in wait, you think that with a rust, will there be a, you know, because we always talk about that, right? Whether or not that rust is really going to play a factor. Maybe in game one, it won't make it, it won't be that big a deal past that, right? But I look at it in the NBA Finals with these long breaks, and I keep thinking, well, that's helping the Celtics because Marcus Smart was banged up before the series, Jason Tatum with the shoulder. I don't know that anymore. Maybe it's helping at the Warriors with these long rests. Do you think the Rock, the, the Avs right now are just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, you guys worry about all that rust. We're just healing up, baby.
6: It's true, but I think in game one, in the first period or two, it could be a factor, and if Tampa can jump out early, it matters. By the time you get to the third period, game two, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's only a little bit of a concern early on. I think over the long haul of a series, it benefits you. But this Lightning team is so resilient. At this point in time, it's almost fool's gold picking against them.
7: So the the Rangers now are 14-1 to one to win the Cup. And the yeah. reason why I bring this up is they were 20-1 to 1 when they were down o two 2 to Carolina yeah. to win the Cup. And they came back from that o two 2 deficit. Yeah. Remember, they were down 3-1 to Pittsburgh and came back. And it was funny because when they were up 2-0, part of the reason why I backed Tampa was like, this is unfamiliar territory for them. They always yeah. are chasing. Now they're back in that role as the chaser again. Do you think they go, okay, boys, we've been here. we faced elimination. Keep staving off elimination. We're going to do it again tonight.
6: Oh, I don't think Gerard Galant's team's concerned. They're fine. They just got to play better. They got to be more effective offensively. And the big thing is they got to score five on five. They've been scoring on power plays, mm-hmm. but they can't score five v five, Dave. And that's where the issue has been for this team. And if they can do that, they've got a great chance. Um, you know, look, the way we're talking about this, like the Tampa Bay or Lightning are playing some team from, you know, the KHL or something. The reality is, the New York Rangers with Igor Shesterkin could go in there tonight, and win this game one nothing, two nothing, three one, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, it would not come as a surprise. You know, they're they're very capable. This thing is not over by a you know a long stretch.
7: You know, it's amazing too about some of these games. We talk about it with Game Three down two goals, Tampa Bay comes back. They trailed Game Five, they give up the first goal. They, they that's happened to Tampa Bay a lot. But again, it's the resolve, it's the John Cooper mentality. Even because you know, people look at it and go, boy, that first goal is so important. Yeah. Traditionally, it is. It doesn't seem to affect Tampa.
6: No, it really doesn't. It just
7: seems like they just their pulse never changes, Yeah, and they just go, all right, we're down 1-0. No problem. We're down 2-0. We came back and won that game. So you're right. I don't think either team is panicking right now. The defense clearly hasn't been on display in the last couple games. Which team can get that offense going on the five-on-fives? You're probably right, all That's probably the team that's going to win tonight. Selfishly, I'm hoping that uh, plus-220 ticket cashes tonight for Tampa, so I've got no action in this one. Just going to sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Let's get to your A-listers when we come back and some game-changers as we go forward and get ready for the Stanley Cup Finals. Come on back. It is Betting Across America right here on the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting
6: Across America on BSN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Back here at Betting Across America, alongside Amol Shaw, I am Dave Ross. I'm laughing because, you know, we looked up in the uh, Reds-Cardinals game. Yep. And we saw a ball hit by, who, who hit Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill, And it looked like just a can of corn yeah. center, and the ball just kept carrying. Then all of a sudden, it required a great catch of the wall. Yeah, I think Cardinals and Reds. I start to go back and I think like one of those great Jim Edmonds catches, oh, yeah. like the Ryan Friel catch where he robs him yeah. uh, in in Cincinnati. I think is one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. But you said no, I've got a better one. Yeah, and you did. It, who who made that? Gary Matthews Jr. for the Rangers. Yes, that was an Kids. unbelievable catch. Just just Google it, watch this catch by Gary Matthews Jr. It's absolutely sick. It really it really is. By the way, the greatest catch that nobody ever talks about anymore because it, it happened in a losing effort, uh-huh. it was the Albert Pujols game, Mets, Cardinals, NLCS. Do you remember? Yes, Andy I do. Chavez. Andy
6: Chavez over in left field.
7: He ran through the wall, kids. Yes. And he brought back a home run, and nobody ever talks about it anymore because the Cardinals won the game. Yes. And then Wayno came in there and got Carlos Beltran swinging. On a 3-2 count with the bases loaded to end the series. Not that I remember like it was yesterday. (laughs) But I digress. Let's get to some of your A-listers here. And these are guys at value that you think are candidates to win the Con Smythe. So, obviously, I think by looking at your list, we're thinking Tampa Bay is going to close this out tonight, right? Yes. So, when you look at those numbers, look at Hedman 20-1. to You got, I mean, McKinnon is just such a stud lying in the wings. Vasilevsky there, and Kucherov. Give me your rationale be- behind these guys and these numbers.
6: Okay, let's start with Kale McCarr. You know, he's going to become, if he's not already at that list, uh, he's not the best defenseman in the world because that's on the other side there, Victor Hedman. We'll get to him in a minute. But McCarr's right up there. He's going to be an all-timer. He's had a tremendous postseason. He's behind Matthew Fox in points scored by defensemen, just one point behind him. He's been tremendous. McCarr's been outstanding. McKinnon, what he does for this team offensively, I think when you look at the Avalanche, you can go with uh, just a litany of different people. But those are two guys that are the favorites and based on the performance that they've had, and I agree with that. To me, I believe Tampa's going to win this whole thing. Andre Vasilevsky is the key. Dave, I look at, after a little bit of a struggle against Toronto, Mm -hmm. you look at what he's been able to do against the Rangers. He's not given up more than two goals in the last three games. Against Tampa, in four games, gave up three goals. I mean, think about how good the Panthers had eight guys this year in double digits and goals scored. Then, you know, I, I to me, last year it was about 11 to 1. You could have gotten him at uh, in, before the conference finals. I, I just don't get it. The goaltenders are the guys generally, unless you're scoring the way Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl will generally do. Um, Kucherov's had a good postseason, very good, really. Mm-hmm. But I still think Vasilevsky's the key to this team. I pick Victor Hedman because Hedman. For a defenseman is so crucial to the power play. He's such a difference maker around the penalty kill. What he excuse me, what he can do for you at a variety of different times. Best defenseman in the world. Um I, I think when you look at it, to me, you gotta take somebody from Tampa because I think this team's gonna win it. Wow.
7: What's interesting too to me is the omission, and I understand why, but it wasn't that long ago. Certainly. No, I was going to say Steven Stamkos. Oh. And Stammer, who's not playing as – he's still playing great, by the way. But it was not that long ago when I was in Washington, D.C., and the debate was Sid the Kid or Alex, Alex the Great, who's the best player in the game, Stammer was right there in that conversation. And now he's got a couple cups. And I'm not saying he's the forgotten superstar, but he's become – and by the way, he won a fight at the end of Game 5, which I absolutely loved When the captain gets down there and brawls – and comes up, and the other guy's body, you win the game and win the fight? Not saying it's going to affect his MVP numbers to do with a gun smite, but I do look at Stammer and I go, 18-1? Is there no value there? Not compared to, comparatively speaking.
6: There is, but I just don't think he's had the type of postseason to be able to overcome the first, you know, sure. Rounds, you know, seven, four, and six potentially here. So he's lock, taken seventeen games plus another four, twenty-one games. I don't think he's played as well. When you look at what Vasilevsky's been able to do, what Nikita Kucherov's been able to do, um, look. If you think Colorado's winning this, then you look at somebody from their side. But I believe it's going to be Tampa, and I think Vasilevsky right now is shown. Unless you go blocker side high on him, mm-hmm. you're not beating him. You know, you're just not beating him. And so I think from that standpoint, this team is really dangerous. Um. By the way, the other thing, I want to bring up a couple of bets for tonight's game. Okay. First period under might be 135 or 40 high price. Dave, last uh, three first periods in this series, one goal combined. Uh, total, it's tight right now. It is tight. Five and a half is the total. Last three games have been five or under. So I, I think you might be in a good position. Look, you know, we're, I'm sitting here, and you, This is this is completely my fault. I'm talking about this thing like it's Tampa. It's over. You know, there's not even anything to discuss. But Igor Shosturkin and company have been down 3-1, down 3-2, had to win game five, uh, excuse me, game six in Pittsburgh, yeah. game seven in Carolina. This is not out of the realm of possibility. Shosturkin could stand on his head tonight, face 42 shots, and maybe give up even one goal. It wouldn't surprise anybody. And I think this is going to be a defensive game. The the number in terms of total is getting very high. You know, the ideal scenario is you get a quick goal in this game. Maybe get a six and a half on the in play or something mm. to that effect. But... Hasn't you, been getting it early on so far.
7: Who's the best goaltender left? And obviously, no disrespect, <laughs> out west. But I think it still comes in the east. Has Vasilevsky now gotten that at least at, at, at equal par? Or do you think right now it still resides in New York?
6: I love your question. And I'm going to make an argument both sides. I'm not trying to straddle the fence here. But the best goaltender overall is Andre Vasilevsky in terms of the last few years. as body of work and just you sit there and say, I'm taking a player. I'm taking Vasilevsky. Last 12 months, it's Igor Shosturkin, in my opinion, and I still think Shosturkin's playing it at a very elite level. Mm. That first goal they got, he was screened on the shorty. Um, These guys are not scoring on on five-on-five. You stay out of the box, we're going to have a dead under tonight. I I think it's very tough. The teams are so well-coached. They're not giving you odd-man rushes if they can avoid it. Um, I I just think it's
7: going to be a tough spot. If you get power play opportunities, if you're New York, you've got to capitalize. Couldn't agree more. I think the under is still the smart play, even though it is juiced here uh, minus a dollar forty-five to play the under five and a half tonight. Again, if you like the over, plus a dollar twenty. Again, look if Tampa Bay gets out and you, you got to pull the goaltender, we've seen some crazy things happen. Yeah. But the way this series has gone after Game One, it's kind of it's resorted to what we thought this series would be. Yeah. Right. Which is going to be tight goaltending, tight defense, avoid stupid penalties which both teams are pretty good at doing. Right. So stay out of the box. Don't give other team uh, the power play. And you get a pretty good shot at an under cashing if we play a lot of five-on-five hockey.
6: I would agree with you. If we're playing 5v5, I think it's going to be really tough. Because, you know, the one thing, even with the shorthanded goals um, coming on the the penalty kill, doesn't come as much of a surprise because you get those odd man rushes Mm -hmm. and opportunities. But to me, we're going to get a sense of this game pretty quickly. I, I think in the first five to seven minutes, if we don't see any penalties i think this is going to be a game it's like hey, they're going to let the boys play It's game 6 it's going to be one of those games where you got to avoid mistakes quick changes when you have the opportunity sure. don't get caught off um, this is going to be a great game and again tampa at home dave advantage there last line change match up how you want especially when you got Crider's advantage and panarin out there you got to get your best defenseman out there um, this is going to be a lot of fun and i'll tell you give tampa credit they're doing it without their best playoff performer, not named Andre Vasilevsky, over the last two years, and that's Braden Point.
7: Pretty amazing to see what Tampa Bay uh, might be embarking on here if they can close this out tonight against the blue shirts, who I believe will be wearing white, because I'm assuming Tampa yes. would be in the home blue. Correct. So different. Like, you, you league to league, a lot of times the home is the whites. It's, it's In hockey, for people that are unfamiliar, it's confusing. Because, right? you know, you get some
6: of these teams, like the Dodger home whites. Mikhail, one of our technical directors back here, was with it's such a clean-looking jersey. Yeah. I, the Rangers' home blue is amazing. So good. It's so good. I, and they always say, with the red piping.
7: <laughs> the piping. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see if they can knot this thing up. We're going to have uh, Andy McNeil join us after we take a, a short break. We'll get his expertise on this all-important Game 6, certainly all-important uh, for the blue shirts tonight that we'll be wearing. The white, very quickly, before we do to go-to break, I mentioned Tony Fee now. Yeah, He's not a leader in the clubhouse here at the RBC north of the border in the Canadian Open. He shot a 62 today, a nifty little 29 on the front. So do that math, kids. That is a stellar round of golf. He is the outright leader right now. One over the defending champion, Rory McIlroy, who still got has a lot of holes to play. He's a 10 under par. And JT, Justin Thomas, who I accused of wearing a schmedium out there today, uh, he rocked a 63 as well. And he's only two off the lead of Tony Finau. And Matty Fitzpatrick. He still has some holes to play. He's at at, uh, at nine under par as he plays the 14. So really good-looking leaderboard here as we round out a Saturday.
6: Tony Finau's 29. What is that, for seven holes? He was, I mean, it's like a putt-putt course number.
7: Unbelievable. That's 29 ridiculous. through nine holes. And again, he was through 11 holes. He was seven under par. So didn't have the strongest finish, but what a start for Finau. Good enough right now to give him the clubhouse lead. At 11 under par, let's see how if that stands, because it looks like a lot of class players trying to shoot him down and, and get to uh, at least a tie or share for the lead before we get to the final round on Sunday. Andy McNeil is going to join us next, all important game six. And what's Colorado doing? Just chilling out, watching Top Gun Maverick. We'll find <laughs> out with Andy when you come back with us right here, betting across America on these and these sports betting now.
6: Across America on VSN, the sports betting network.
7: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets, and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSN is here to make you. A smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside Omar Shaw. I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. Looking up, Reds up 3-1 on St. Louis, bottom seven. Reds are playing the infield in with a two-run lead. And the, uh, what, we got a one-out scenario, runner at third. What do you make of that strategy?
6: I, I don't get it at all. I really don't. To me, it makes zero sense. Um, you can concede
7: hmm. the run here. You're you wanna... still up one. Yeah. I I
6: don't know what David Bell is doing.
7: Okay. We'll find out if it pays off. A lot of managerial decisions that have been questioned yeah. uh, recently in Major League Baseball. I don't know how much people are questioning uh, what some of the uh, head coaches are doing, certainly in the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs here, to get them as far as they have. But let's bring in Andy McNeil now to talk more about it, Andy. Great to have you back in the program. Amal well, and I were just chopping it up the last couple segments, talking about big game six tonight. It's not that we're saying it's a foregone conclusion that Tampa Bay is going to move on and and take on Colorado in their quest for three in a row here, but they are a $2 favorite tonight against the Rangers. It feels a little steep to me knowing how great these goaltenders can be. What do you make of this all important game six, certainly for New York tonight?
10: Yeah. So um, yeah, thanks. Great to be on the the show again, uh, guys, but um, I'm, I'm kind of, on on your side, but that's not steep enough to to justify a bet on the Rangers. I've, I've got a fair line for this game at around minus 185 uh, in favor of the lightning, obviously. And and I think the, the move is kind of irrelevant uh, given that it hasn't brought the Rangers up, uh, you know, to to a big enough price point uh, where I would think about getting involved. I, I think, you know, even at plus 80, I'd probably, I would still recommend passing on, on this New York team, uh, in this situation, but uh, if it gets any higher, then it's definitely something to—or uh, lower, I should say—definitely uh, something to consider.
7: Yeah, I was just qu- quickly about that because you know momentum is such a—it's such an interesting thing in sports and really hard to handicap, right? Because I know some people, like Andy in Major League Baseball, they say momentum's only as good as the next day's starting pitcher, but it still is the same goaltenders. It still is the same players. They've now had five games. They've been very tight games, but Tampa has won three in a row. Does momentum play a, pa- a factor into a handicap situation like this?
10: Well, you know, I don't, I don't typically think that momentum necessarily carries over from game to game uh, in, in the playoffs. And and if we're talking about game five, uh, you know, that, that the Lightning played well, don't get me wrong, but that game could have easily went in, in New York's favor. They had a, a number of. Of chances that didn't go their way and and we could definitely be uh be talking about the lightning uh you know trying to stave off elimination if things had gone a little bit differently it was a very close game um but you know what what tampa has done in the first two games they had a, a 27 to 21 advantage um in high danger chances so you're talking about the the best the highest grade of scoring chances basically and uh that that's not all that Significant, but uh, in in games three, four, and five, they held the Rangers to just 17 of those chances and generated 43 themselves. And uh, they're really keeping New York to the outside. They're giving Vasilevsky, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of help uh, in in their own zone. Um, you know, boxing the Rangers out, not letting them get shots from Entice, um, and and that's been a theme over the last few games. And I think with home ice tonight. Tampa Bay's in a great position. They 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 have last change, so John Cooper will be able to pick how he wants to uh, match the the Rangers' lines that Gerard Gallant throws over the boards. Uh, and you know, spe- specifically on that note, uh, Anthony Cirelli, Alex Kalorn, Brandon Hagel, they haven't produced a lot of offense, but they've been shutting down the Rangers' top line. Uh, New York was outscored Tampa Bay eight to three at even strength in games one and two. They've been outscored 8-1 to one at even strength in the three games since then. And a big reason for that is that uh, Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider have kind of been taken out of the equation by this Anthony Sorelli line.
6: Andy, I want to ask you about this total. Five and a half. Last uh, three games have been five runs or less. Vasilevsky's eight of last ten games, he's given up two goals or less. And they've won eight of those ten games. And actually, seven of those wins, it's been one goal or less. It seems like the only way you can beat them right now is high blocker side. Um, is New York going to be able to get past and penetrate that uh, goaltending that we're seeing out of Vasilevsky? Because to me, it feels like if Tampa gets two tonight, this thing's done.
10: Well, it, it, it goes back to what I was just saying there. The Rangers haven't generated any more than, than six high danger chances. So they're, Tampa's holding them to about a handful of those chances uh, per game at even strength, and that's just not going to be enough. Uh, to beat Vasilevsky most nights unless you get really lucky. Um, he's got six shutouts in his last 11 elimination games. Ten of those games have stayed under five and a half goals. Eight of those games have featured four or fewer goals. So there's there's certainly plenty of data that suggests this game is likely to stay under five and a half goals. And four of the five games in this series have, have stayed under that mark. So, um, you know, I, I think there there uh, is... You know, definitely a, a case to be made for for betting the under here, but I think you know with so much attention on this game, you've got to think that a pretty efficient market has a, a pretty good handle on this one. If there and if there was a something advantageous out there, it would have been scooped up already. I think we've seen the the, the money or the the totals uh, pretty pretty static today. Not not much has moved around.
7: Talking with Andy McNeil, all things Stanley Cup. Follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. Uh, Andy, let's talk a little bit about Colorado as they lie in wait. And and I joked earlier that they haven't played a game since February here after getting the sweep of Edmonton and four. Is this good for them? Because I know a lot of narratives are going to be like, well, maybe there's too much rust when they get to a game one. I, I agree with them all that I think that that could play itself out maybe in that first period of game number one. But past that, is this a good thing? Did they need to get healthy? Or do you think they were okay where they were?
10: Well, it doesn't sound like uh, Nazem Kadri. Unless something's changed, it doesn't sound like he's going to be uh, to be back in in time for the the Stanley Cup Final. I guess he's he's done for the season. Um, but but you know things things changed. Oh no, I'm looking at reports here. It says Coach Jared Bednar is hopeful that Nazem Kadri hmm. can return at some point in the Stanley Cup Final. So uh, you know, with that with that said, I guess. You know, there's a little bit of a benefit the longer they're off, the the better chance that he has of returning. Um, But I'm not too worried about it. You know, I I think they they swept the Nashville Predators, had a long layoff before playing the St. Louis Blues. And that game one was close, but they they attempted over 100 shot attempts uh, in game one against St. Louis after having all that rest off. So it doesn't look like rust was a, a factor there. And, uh, and you know, I, I think there's a, uh, definitely a few ways you could look at it. There's probably some data that suggests that it isn't a good thing, but I think this Colorado team's built a little bit differently.
6: You know, your point about this team being d- built differently, I said Joe Sackick deserves a ton of credit for not follow, uh, firing Jared Bednar after a third consecutive second-round exit last year. And this team has now finally reached what appears to be their potential four games away from, list, um, you know, obviously potentially lifting the Stanley Cup. If you were to look at it from a Colorado standpoint, how important has been the continuity? Because they had so many young guys coming up, especially a guy like McCar. This team has been tremendous, but I think a lot of this has to do with management and how they've handled the coaching staff and everything on the way down.
10: Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, staying the course, knowing that, how much talent uh, they have, making all of the, the acquisitions that they, they made to, to fill out their, their roster. Uh, it's just a, a great example of, of how to build a team um, you know, and, and that said, I don't think I don't think there was much talk or any kind of rumblings that Jared Bednar could lose his job at the end of last season. I think it, it, it's more about how the team loses a lot of the time. Um, you look at you look at how Vegas has lost over the last two years, losing to um, not even the teams that they lost to, but just how they lost, not being able to outchance inferior opponents. The the the, the losses that the, the the, the Colorado Avalanche had uh, during their last couple of years. I think were a little bit more of hard luck losses than anything else, and maybe uh, maybe necessary lessons that they needed to learn. But um, it didn't seem like any lessons were being learned in Vegas, and therefore I was uh, I wasn't very surprised to see Pete the bear get let go.
7: Got about a minute ago here with Andy McNeil, and Andy, you know when the uh, when the Golden State Warriors had won their series, and they were waiting to figure out who they're going to play, Miami or uh, Boston. Draymond Green said, "We're going to play Boston," and everybody got all bent out of shape about that. I don't think Colorado is going to put any bulletin board material up there saying <laughs> we want to play X. But who do you think they actually want to play?
10: I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think it matters. I think I think they would outplay the Rangers more. Obviously, I think uh, I think you know New York's a weaker team in terms of uh, you know their their top to bottom approach. Obviously, they've got a great goaltender, and it doesn't really matter which goaltender you you pick here you're going to be uh in tough that that either the rangers or the lightning will have an edge in goal over the, the the avalanche um but everything else goes in the avalanche's favor and and you know if it's the rangers i think it is a uh you know in theory an easier matchup um but I think uh, I think the Lightning uh, are the team that everybody wants to see the Avalanche
7: play. <laughs> Andy, really appreciate the time as always. Really uh, love your hockey insight. So enjoy Game Six tonight, and we'll catch up with you down the road.
10: All right, thanks, guys. Good with you.
7: There he is, Andy McNeil. Everybody, when we come back, let's talk a little UFC 275. Two title bouts on tap tonight in Singapore. Come on back. It is betting across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
9: This is Betty
6: to Cross America on BSN, the sports betting network.
7: Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game, and if all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. So log into your account and download the app or sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion and place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. And if you miss only one leg of your wager, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in New York, Nevada, or Washington DC. I've lived in all 3 places. Born in New York. Years in Washington, D.C., and now out here in the great state of Nevada alongside Amal Shaw. Uh, looking up, see the Reds have tacked one on, 4-1 over the Redbirds of St. Louis in the eighth. And you look up, and look, the great Chicago fire. Mm-hmm. If you ever lived in Chicago like I did, they still talk about it to this day. Some people, historians. There might be a second one for Tony La Russa. If they can't close <laughs> this one out today against the Rangers, uh, once had a pretty good lead, I believe 5-0, and then 7-4 now. All deadlock it at seven as the Rangers have fought all the way back. And you made a point to me about locking in profit. Yeah. Can you explain to the people in this game in particular, if you're just watching the live betting market, how you can do just that, lock in some profit?
6: Yeah, let's start with this White Sox-Rangers game. Uh, before the game started, Lucas Giolito was minus 150 for Chicago. If you took the White Sox, you could have gotten the, um, obviously, minus 150. And let's just use simple math here. Let's say you bet 150 to win 100. Now you come back the other way. When it was seven to four in, I wanna say the fifth inning, mm-hmm. Texas was plus seven dollars. So all you gotta do, Dave, is bet really twenty to forty dollars, depending on how much you wanna bet. Put yourself in a position where you're profitable. If you bet 30, you're gonna get back two ten plus, you know, so you're 30, so 240 total take back, where in the other one you get back two fifty. Um That way, but if you thought maybe Texas got a shot, you bet 40, now all of a sudden you're going to be profitable at a higher margin either way. So taking these hedges, I think is very important. I know some people would disagree with it and you say, well, you're burning profit in a game where they might win. Yeah, maybe but we're tied at seven right now. And if you do that, you're not even sweating the game. But more importantly, what you want to do is you want to limit limit your risk or liability on the other side. Mm.
7: And that, that seems like a smart way to go. If you can figure out a way to lock in profit, that's exactly the exercise and what you're attempting to do and could have done so uh, with this Rangers game. Again, 7 all right now as they play the bottom of the 7th. We'll keep you updated there. I mentioned going to break, we got not one, but two title bouts today at UFC 275 in Singapore. So while they're being courteous to us back in the stateside to give it prime time yeah. for everybody getting on the pay-per-view, I just wonder what the body clocks are going to be like over there uh, for the, certainly for the American fighters, maybe for not uh, uh, the fighters over there in the Far East, it's a easier easier uh, kind of get your body right for these big time bouts. What but, time is the fight at here? Uh, it's going to be the main card, will be I believe the main events will be around nine, about eight, nine o'clock our time. It's going to be late on the East Coast, okay? So that's not, that's not
6: bad though, because oh, I know it's actually early, probably. Uh, I don't know what what time that is. There's a 15-hour time difference between here and Singapore,
7: so So the fights might have already started over there. 12 on the east coast, yeah. That's early. I'm always confused by that. Oh, the fight's already over. I don't. No, they haven't started yet, (laughs) but they do that a lot for the American TV audience, right? Right, of course, understandable. And make these these fighters, which I do think you kind of have to factor that into your handicap just a little bit to try to figure out how that works. You know, we talked a lot about uh, Brian Ortega, one of our producers, does a great job, uh, certainly in the Oscars here for us at Veasan. And there was a movie in 1986 called No Way Out. Kevin Costner. And Sean Young. Yes. And Gene, Gene Hackman. Great movie. It's a great movie. Not good. Yes. It is a great movie. Young Kevin Costner. And they're looking for Yuri. Do you remember? I do. In that in that movie. I'm not going to tell you who Yuri is. Spoilers. I know the movie was in 1986. But I'm not going to tell you who Yuri was. Great reference, the by the way. Yuri Prahashka <laughs> is now the $2 favorite to win the belt from Glover Teixeira at light heavyweight. Okay? Now, look, Glover Teixeira is a fan favorite. Everybody loves Glover. How do you not? He's 42 years young. He gets the belt. it's kind of like climbing this mountaintop, and he finally gets there. And now he gets Yuri Prochaska, who is the guy that we all think is going to be the next in this division. I had Kevin Ioli on first strike. Kevin uh, certainly knows his way around the fight game. Here's what Kevin thinks of tonight's main event.
3: You know, both of them are good strikers, but Prohaska has the better, more explosive striking. But then the ground game becomes the issue is, uh, Prohaska have any way to uh, combat the ground game if it gets to the ground, and I don't think he does. That's why I think you know you've got two chips uh, in the uh, pot for uh, Glover because he can do he can knock you out or he can submit you, and then you have Yuri that can uh, get the submission. But I I I like I mean the the knockout, but I like Yuri to win this. I think he's too explosive, um, and I think he's right at that peak period of time, and I think you're going to see him finish Glover in this fight.
7: And see, what I love about Kevin's analysis there, and this is the kind of way that I handicap these fights to them all, who's got more pathways to win? Glover to Shara clearly has more pathways to win than Yuri Prohoshka. The problem is the trick that Yuri has is so good. He is so violent with his hands, with his elbows, standing, that if Glover can't secure those takedowns, I don't know how he wins a fight. Right. So that's kind of the perplexing part for me. So I, I like Prohashka, kind of like Kevin, to win the fight, but I don't like the price tag at $2. Where I think you can find some value potentially in this fight is the round prop. And right now, that's at one and a half. And on a five-round title fight, you go, well, man, I got to take the over. Right. I don't know that you do. I like the under one and a half at plus money because I actually think there's two ways To Kevin's point, that Glover can win this fight if he gets Prohoshka down, and we don't know what Prohoshka could do, and maybe he gets this fight stopped like he did against Jan Blachowicz to win the belt, and that could happen quickly. Or does Prohoshka come out? And people, if you haven't seen Yuri Prohoshka fight, he's a scary individual. He's a scary human being, and he's going to bring it in that first five. I don't think there's any feeling out process here, Maul. I think both guys know what they have to do, and they're going to get right to it, even though they have 25 minutes of octagon time if they wanted it. I like the under- At a round and a half at plus money. Seven and a half minutes. That's that's a lot of fighting time with a guy like Yuri Prohoshka. Got it. So I'm going to play that under. And to that point, Nick Kalikas, who sets the numbers here uh, behind us here at Circus Sportsbook, here's what he had to say about that round prop.
0: Prochaska can finish this fight, like we said, by knockout early on, more than likely, right? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people don't believe he can survive against Glover on the ground. That's why you're seeing the action coming on the under, right? Because, like you said, he might be able to grind Prochaska out. But more than likely, if he gets the opportunity to get Prochaska on his back with a little bit of time to work, he's probably going to win this fight by submission. So that's why you're seeing the under being so intriguing to the betters out there. And they are taking that under more so than the over.
7: Normally, Amal, I see one and a half in a five-round title fight and my eyes light up. Man, that over is too enticing. Right. But I do think, to Nick's point there, about the two ways to Victor Glover can get this taken down, we don't know what Prochaska is going to do off his back. We haven't seen it. So that could be an element where he could get be fish out of water, right? But to me, the proclivity there. And by the way, if you like Prochaska in this fight, yep. as I do, it's what you said about Steph Curry with MVP. Do not weigh the $2, people. He's not winning by decision, and he's not winning by submission. If he's winning the fight, he's winning by KO, TK, or DQ. That's how Prohashka is going to get there. So you can get a shorter number at about minus $1.40 is what I'm seeing right now as the market's been changing just a little bit, minus $1.30 early in the week. Play that if you like Prohashka at a smaller price tag than laying the two to one. So I want to ask you about that. Um, You mentioned submission.
6: I I don't know anything about UFC, so I pause this as a novice question. What is the distinction in a submission compared to a KO and TKO?
7: KO, TKO, a referee obviously could stop the fight, which would be a TKO, KO, you're out cold, fight's over. A submission is, you know, I'm going to look for a hold that you either tap or the referee says, that's enough, I I tap, I sub. I submit to you and the fight is over. So that's how you get the submission bet, but that's not what Prohoshka does. Go over to Sherrick, go for that. Now, he could go and try to get a submission, uh, if he gets Prochaska in a compromising situation. Very quickly, a fight that could be fight of the night is Li Zhang against on Jacek. And their first fight is arguably one of the greatest female fights of all time. So this is one of those fights that you go, man, it's it's kind of evenly priced. Yes, Li Zhang right now about minus $1.75. So it's very enticing to take on Jacek at the plus money. But I got to tell you, I'm more enticed by the underprop two and a half rounds of this three-round fight and you can get good, solid plus two dollars uh, over two dollars right now uh, if you want to go under. Okay, and that's actually ticked up since I took it. Now we're up to about two ten. So I think here, Jamal, when you have fighters that are veterans like Wei Zhang and you want Young your chin doesn't always hold up anymore. Right. So I think as you get a little bit older in the fight game, that under might be a play. And you see Santos against Shevchenko and playing the over. And that's been that juice has gone up from what dollar when I got it early in the week. Now that's at dollar and a half rounds. Even though it's a one hundred twenty five pound fight, Santos is the bigger of the two women in there. Shevchenko, I think, will take her time. So to me, that's the way to play it instead of weighing the six dollars with Valentina Shevchenko. Pay that over three and a half at a dollar forty five. And they did they find Yuri yet in No Way Out? I wonder if Brian Ortega seen that movie. When we come back, we got a lot of live updates, including what's going on in Canada. Come on back, betting across America on BC, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet
0: 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey,
3: Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.